just is such it's it's really joy filled to watch women have their goals and then to be able to see them be uh, reached yeah, yeah and realized and like I mean it might take some time but it's possible and you know I I feel like if this is working with Stroopies, um it really, I think, can work with so many different things. Like if you have, especially in a social enterprise, right, if you have something you can sell, um, then you can create something beautiful around that. That's Jenny Groff, owner of the Lancaster Sweet Shop and the founder of Stroopies, a company staffed almost entirely by women who have been resettled here in Lancaster as refugees. Stroopies, named after the Dutch waffle cookie they produce, provides these women with meaningful employment as they work to learn English and build their new lives in the United States. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Gifts That Give Hope podcast, celebrating the people and organizations who are true gifts to our community. I'm your host, Jen Nepper, and since 2008, I've worked with a team of local volunteers to help organize the annual Gifts That Give Hope gift fair in Lancaster. Gifts That Give Hope is a unique holiday shopping experience that brings together local small businesses and organizations that provide underserved people employment, opportunities to learn new skills, and a sense of community. Today, I'm talking with Jenny Groff from the Lancaster Sweet Shop and founder of Stroopies, a company that not only manufactures and distributes delicious Stroop waffles for sale nationwide, but more importantly, is one of Lancaster's most successful social enterprises. Jenny is here today with us from Stroopies, and I'm going to ask her to tell us a little bit about herself. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. It's really a delight to be here and... I uh, live here in Lancaster, and um, we raised our family in the Cabbage Hill area of the city and have four children and are kind of just getting into that that empty nester stage almost. So like things are starting to feel a little different, but um, I've really enjoyed living in the city and and um, working here. Um, so we're my husband and I. We give leadership to the Lancaster Sweet Shop and also to uh, the team of Stro- uh, Stroopies. So, you know, growing up, I I grew up on a dairy farm in New Holland. I had no idea even what a Stroopie was. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I so totally love like working at this, and um, I just feel like it's one of the greatest joys in my life to be able to give time and energy to see this this idea bloom and well so, I think I remember you saying that when you were living here um, a group of your neighbors you were making decisions about being intentional mm-hmm. of how you um, provide love to other people that you encounter and I think that is kind of what laid the groundwork for Stroopies if I rem- yeah. remember correctly yeah so around 2008 um, we were working at rehabbing like houses in our neighborhood and working at like affordable housing options and one of the surprises of our life was that all these resettled refugee families started kind of pouring into our neighborhood and into our units. And um, it, it, it just brought so much life um, to, to our neighborhood. And it started getting us thinking. So my husband's family um, makes the homemade chocolates. And so mm-hmm. with we were Graf. with Graf, Graf's homemade chocolates. Yep. And um we were like, some of our friends from our house church had this idea about making stroopwafel cookies with uh, some of our resettled refugee friends mm-hmm. um, who needed to learn English and kind of just start, they were starting over in a new place. 
And we were like really intrigued because we were like, well, no one really knows what a Stroopie is because they're really popular in Europe, but mm -hmm. hard to find here. And uh, so, and, you know, with my husband's background in sweets, we were like just intrigued, you know? Right. <laughs> um, and we loved the idea, but we were just a little bit like, like how will it be, you know, for people to learn about what these are? And is there a market for stroop waffles here? Because um, as we were thinking about our social enterprise idea, it seemed like loved the heart and the vision and the culture, but could we sell what we were going to be making? So mm -hmm. that was back in 2008. Um, yeah, fast forward to 2022. We still live in the same neighborhood and um, have been working at just building and developing this idea um, with being a blessing through through sweets. Right. I'm providing employment for a lot of yes. a lot of people yes. resettling here and um, looking for a way to yeah. kind of earn an income in a, a setting that might not um, have as many um, barriers. Mm -hmm. Because I know even with your work, you do um, English mm -hmm. classes on site. You make it very um, welcoming and adaptable to to people facing barriers. People that don't know me well are like, wow, you must really love sweets because, you know, and I'm like, well, I mean, I do like sweets, but what I'm really passionate about is seeing these barriers be removed so that uh, folks can really thrive in um, the environment they're in. Since you had said Stroopy started in 2008, that is also the same year that the gift fair started. So we started around the mm -hmm. same time mm -hmm. and through the years we've seen, you know, different changes. And um, one of the things that has impacted me the most is when Stroopies was part of the the social enterprise pitch mm -hmm. um, where you gave your presentation. And one of the images that always stuck with me is the picture of um, a woman in the streets of Aleppo with mm -hmm. the, the buildings bombed out. And you talked about how, you know, to make that connection point from there, um, you know, that was only probably a couple years in, in the war in Syria, but here, you know, we still are facing mm -hmm. refugee challenges from around the world, and it's more important than ever that we provide, you know, an opportunity for people to start their lives over. We probably, like, these days, you know, it varies from week to week, but probably on a given week, like, we'll get maybe six or seven inquiries from um, women who want to work for with us. And that is what motivates me to keep saying, how can we use what we have to have even more impact? Mm -hmm. um, so we have um, 21 women from around the world that okay. um, have resettled in Lancaster that work for us. Um, and then a team of like five manager English teachers, employee care okay. uh, folks that help give leadership to what's going on. And yeah, it's just, I mean, it's still super small, but we feel like we're finally at the point all these years later that we're starting to get some momentum and see how potentially we could um, even branch out from this point. So. Yeah. Well, maybe you can tell uh, listeners, um, since we've talked about social enterprise a little bit, that might be a concept that people aren't familiar with, but maybe you could share a little bit about how, you know, you talked about dignity-filled work, how we tie that into social enterprise and, you know, how it feels a little different than just charitable mm -hmm. kind of contributions and things of that nature. Yeah. So, you know, what I love about social enterprises is that, you know, they're selling something. So it's it's making it more sustainable and um, that the process of what we're doing if done well, and hopefully, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying there's not challenges, but that it should be able to sustain itself 
mm-hmm. um, whether it be a for-profit or a nonprofit um, that is selling a product or a service um, for the sake of some kind of social mission. And uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, we have our social mission written right into uh, the DNA of our business. Like mm-hmm. Stroopies was established to provide meaningful employment for resettled refugee women mm-hmm. in Lancaster. Uh, and that's why we exist while we're making delicious stroke waffle cookies, right. you know? Right. Uh, so we actually, I mean, not all social enterprises do this, but we have that like written into our legal documents. So like Stroopies couldn't be sold without that piece. Um, right. Or some kind of working with with folks that have barriers of some right. kind. Right. Um, so you so, set that up. So the mission will continue even after you've been with Droopies. Yeah. That, that would know, be the that would be that's your goal. Yes. Yeah. That that vision perpetuates mm-hmm. no matter what. It's it's really exciting. Actually, we've just found out of other opportunities for social enterprises even across the U.S. that um, have been working together. Even some since I mean it. It kind of took a pause over COVID. <laughs> I know that was right quite the season, but it's starting to open back up again where it's kind of like almost a mini MBA um, program okay. for social enterprises like Stroopies that you come, the leaders come and learn, learn from each other. And then um, there's a huge foundation out in California that then they they give grant money to these these organizations so that so that more growth can happen through yeah. what they're doing. And so um, I'm just learning more about it, but it's really in- it's encouraging for me to think about learning from others that are doing similar work so that we can um, just strengthen each other. And I-, I already feel like that's happening a lot in Lancaster, but mm. you know, sometimes it's fun just to even go to another city and another state or whatnot and just see, like, what are they doing? Right. What can we glean from? Um, so, and the reason why I'm always excited about these things is because hopefully they'll create more opportunities. Right. Um, or just get other people thinking too differently right. about the way we've traditionally approached um, charitable giving and just thinking like, are we just um, giving a handout or mm-hmm. and perpetuating a cycle or are we really diving into something and giving mm-hmm. people the tools to transform their life as, you know, as they've come here to a new country how do we help that? How do we help people start over and and have that dignity portion of it? I think is really important, and I think we can all realize that, especially during the pandemic. I think you know we a lot of us pursued different creative endeavors and working with our hands mm-hmm. and realizing how important that is. And um, I just think with a company like Stroopies and other social enterprises that we've had as part of the gift fair and mm-hmm. and also here in Lancaster, it's just really neat to see. People come alive when they are doing the things that they love and are passionate about. I, I, I mean, I just, I love, like, I feel like work in, in so many ways just provides dignity. It provides um, the chance to feel like, wow, the courage to, like, say, I can really, I can, I can do this. Um, I can say this because I'm also a mom. Like, when you get, you know, 40, 45, and you have to, like, learn a new language or, like, like do something really new it's like kind of it's really overwhelming it is and so in a new country and, and oh man i can't even imagine all these 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 hurdles so our goal has really been just to create this safe work environment where the women feel really loved and cared for and feel like they have courage to you know that it's going to be okay and mm-hmm. it's been really really beautiful just to see even you know like 
women coming in, like knowing like no language, like really nervous and meeting other women that, I mean, every woman's story is different, but yet they have a lot mm. of common denominators and those things really just, you know, connect, connect them mm -hmm. together. And, um, there's a real bond there. Yeah. Hi everyone. It's Jen here with a quick reminder to be sure you save the date for the 15th annual Gifts That Give Hope gift fair taking place on Sunday, December 11th, 2022 from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Farm and Home Center. Come join us for shopping, food trucks, children's authors, holiday merriment, and meaningful gift giving. It's a wonderful way to spread holiday cheer and your support benefits the people of Lancaster and the organizations that make our county the special place we know. You can find more information and links to the gift fair in the show notes for this podcast, as well as our website, giftsthatgivehope.org. Thank you for your support, and now let's rejoin the conversation. Um, so, so we don't have like a, a given amount of time that the women would work for us. It's 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 more, you know, whatever they need. Um, so our goal is that they would either grow up into management as troopies, which is which is happening, and then become mentors for for newer women that are coming in, um, or that the women would kind of use troopies as like a launch board uh, to grow into the careers that they really want to work at as they get established here. Uh, so Rem. Um, she just recently, like, um, she went through a nursing program, oh, and yeah. so she's just going to start working at the hospital here soon. And uh, we're, she might, she's she loves working for us so much. She said, maybe I can at least do, like, one more, one yeah. shift. And we were like, that's okay. But, like, we celebrate with her because yeah. this is a, a goal of hers. And um, Kalita, you mentioned Syria. She yeah. um, worked with us for years and um, recently when the Southern Market opened, um, her son opened a little kiosk that's selling Syrian food. Oh, neat. Uh, and he needed help because, you know, it was going well there. And so we commissioned her to, like, send her off to, like, just, you know, be a blessing and help her son. And, you know, we cried when she left, but we were also so excited. And um, she's actually – one of the things we love to do together is do, like, paid, like, field trips. As that, You know, sometimes it's fun to learn English yeah. outside of – your work too. Mm -hmm. um, and so we went to Washington, D.C., and it was great because some of the women are becoming citizens. So just to kind of see where mm -hmm. our capital is. And, um, but she was like, uh, a couple of our alumni came and joined us because, you know, they're just a part of our family. Yeah. So it was really nice to just to have them. So, and I survived driving a 15 passenger van through the streets of Washington. Well, that's, <laughs> that's an accomplishment. Uh, it was a little nerve wracking, but we made it. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think you touched on an interesting point too, to think about um, a lot of times when people leave, have to leave their home country and they're forced to leave that they left behind a career mm -hmm. that they were very competent mm -hmm. at, oftentimes in the medical field. Mm -hmm. I see that a lot as working as a nurse mm -hmm. and- uh, then when people come here, they can't do those right. same jobs and they have to like, or they have to work back up right. getting licensed. And so, um, you know, to think about the dignity portion of mm -hmm. that too, you know, where people might've been a doctor or right. um, a nurse in another country. And then it, it takes a while to kind of get reacclimated. Right. And so um, I'm glad that there is a company like mm -hmm. Stroopies where, you know, or to hear that people are getting back mm -hmm. into the medical field is really exciting as well. This is such it's it's really joy filled to watch, you know, 
women have their goals and then to be able to see them be uh, reached Real, right, and realized. realized. Yeah. And like, I mean, it might take some time, but it's possible. And mm-hmm. so the last thing we want to do is, I mean, although Stroopies are really delicious and we have fun, a great time together is, you know, we don't want to hold anybody back from the things that they 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 really are passionate about. So, right. so both, but you know, I, it's really interesting. There's a, a fairly large handful of women that are just, you know, I have a feeling will stay with us for a long time. And right. we're like so thankful for that too. Right. It's like, but both, both are good. Right. As long as the women that leave come back and visit. Right. <laughs> right. Or run events for you. Yeah, you exactly. Have fun events to do. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think you provide the kind of environment too, where people can get their feet wet and get get acclimated to the mm-hmm. culture, a whole new culture. And, you know, as they're getting settled here in Lancaster, um, you know, just for them to gain their confidence. And also for us to just to really learn, um, we've learned so much from our new American friends. You know, I think sometimes, um, you know, we have our ways of doing things and we kind of get set in our ways. But like when you have new people coming in and like, why do you do that? That doesn't, you know, like so really creating a place where we can learn from each other. Um, I remember one time one of the women were like, why did the older people in your your, you know, in your, your neighborhoods go to these like nursing homes and they were like, that was so foreign to them because, you know, mostly, you know, the elders are like so cared for and in, in the, in the home. Mm -hmm. So it was, um, and also I think of like, um, when we first started, you know, we would kind of, we would stop and have lunch, but everyone would kind of have their, their lunch. And they were like, our friends were like, what? You know, we need to share what we bring. Why do you have your own individual <laughs> yeah, like, thing? It's very. Yeah. Like we were, we were like so individualistic in our, like, this is my lunch that I packed. And right. it's so much better, you know, they taught us to like share it. So like uh, lunch is kind of like this big international potluck. Um, I want to come for that. I'm going <laughs> to I, just show yeah. up for lunch. <laughs> yeah. It's like the best time of day. Yeah. And it's like the, the, the simple truth is, right. Everything is better when it's shared. Right. Exactly. And it doesn't have to be anything like really fancy. I mean, we just all bring what we have. And, um, but like those kinds of things, I just feel like we're learning from each other. And, yeah. you know, I, I feel like if this is working with Stroopies, um, it really, I think, can work with so many different things. Like if you have, especially in a social enterprise, right? If you have something you can sell, mm-hmm. um, then you can create something beautiful around that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's pretty impossible to have a social enterprise if you don't have something you can market. Right. You know, so. Right. And I don't know, maybe it's because Stroopies has kind of been my college degree. <laughs> maybe I'm just a slow <laughs> learner, but it's not, it's, it's, it's easier said than done sometimes to know how to sell, um, sell things. So yeah. the women right now are making around 15,000 Stroopies a week. Wow. And, um, it's really great, but that's like, it keeps us up at night sometimes thinking, how are we going to sell all these wonderful <laughs> Stroopies? <laughs> Hi, friends. I hope you're enjoying the conversation. I want to take this opportunity to make a quick plug for the 15th annual Gifts That Give Hope Gift Fair in Lancaster, Sunday, December 11th, 2022, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Farm and Home Center. Now more than ever, your support is needed to help our local businesses thrive and empower the people that need it most right here in Lancaster. You can find more information and links to participating vendors in the show notes for this podcast and our website, giftsthatgivehope.org. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for news and more information. 
See you at the fair. You, you had mentioned a little bit about the pandemic and how do you feel like, um, how do you feel like you kept afloat during the pandemic um, with so many restrictions in place? Yeah, I mean, that was like such an interesting time. I, I don't think maybe some people saw it coming. Like we really were like so surprised um, and kind of could hardly believe that what was going on. Uh, but it felt like in a lot of ways for us, we were running so hard, and when we were forced to stop, it was like sometimes like when you're so close to something, maybe you miss things or you like don't see things as clearly. And I felt like the gift of the pandemic for us was that we had to stop, and it, it helped us to see areas that we could strengthen. Um, so because we were making food, we basically, I think the women were off for about six weeks. And uh, then uh, we were able to come back in kind of a varied uh, schedule and not as many of us working together. And I feel like it strengthened us and, you know, it helped us to pivot. Um, there was a lot of things we couldn't do. And so it definitely strengthened our web presence for sure. Did a lot more mail orders and um, strengthened our website. Things that, you know, we just weren't really focusing on that sudden became our main focus. Right. <laughs> well, what is your distribution? I, I, are you all along the East Coast or how? Yeah, mostly along the East Coast, but we do ship across the U.S. Okay. Um, and sometimes internationally. That's okay. very, like, today I know a package went over to Europe. So okay. um, our manager was just telling me about that. But that doesn't happen often. But it's mo mainly. Uh, and our, our goal is to really try to keep growing the manufacturing jobs because that's that's the that very good entry level where you can come in really not knowing a lot of English um, and just grow in confidence from there. Right. A lot of the, and I get this, and you know, it's hard when you have to wait on a customer and, and practice your English in that setting. That's really stressful. Mm -hmm. um, it's really neat to think back to the fact that Stroopy started the same year as the gift fair. So you're celebrating your 15th year mm -hmm. this year now in 2022. Mm -hmm. And what would you tell people about how the gift fair has impacted the Stroopies or, you know, in the presence of Lancaster? Well, we love going to the gift fair. And it is so beautiful to be at an event where it, it like embodies who we are and why we exist. Mm -hmm. um, we've been at a lot of events that we're, we're there because we just need to sell Stroopies and that's great. But like when we can actually be at a place that aligns with, yeah. everything we believe mm -hmm. in and like are partnering with like-minded businesses and other social enterprises it's and other and you know as a way to bless the nonprofits as well it just it really is like a win 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 mm -hmm. so um yeah it's that's been a, a, an event we look forward to yeah. uh it it does come in one of our busiest busier months yes so. <laughs> that is a crazy month I, I don't get much sleep in december but that's okay it's like, that's why we have seasons, right? Yeah, Where so it's like, it's, uh, you know, right now we're catching our breath a little bit more. So that, that's, Stroopies don't sell awesome, like at least at outdoor events when it's really hot. It's mm -hmm. like kind of better when it's a little bit cooler right. and like people are thinking fall and a cup of coffee or something and then a warm Stroopy. Yeah. But okay. with the gift fair is just, yeah, it's a, it's a gift to, to our community. And we've gotten to know a lot of other businesses that you know are different but are have similarities and so yeah. that's 
other social enterprises. Um, if you haven't been at the gift fair, come check it out. Yeah. So. <laughs> Get your Christmas gifts. Yeah, that's the one good thing yeah. that it is at Christmas, right? Because yes, so it's get... all your, you know, even though, yeah, it, it makes it a busy month. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, we're going to wrap up by thanking Jenny for coming to um, tell us about Stroopies. We're always um, glad to have her at every event. And when you come to the gift fair, you can follow your nose yes. to find the Stroopies. <laughs> and uh, um stop by and hear more about there's always samples too which yes. is always nice yes my son comes and buys about yes like 500 stupies your son day. is one of our best customers yes and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my middle son does not like chocolate so he likes the ones yes. without chocolate which is and the rich. dutch would say you know don't ruin anything with chocolate just keep oh, it traditional see you know because it you know goes on top of your hot tea or right. coffee and so and but you know growing up in the well my husband in the candy business. And then when we first started making the Stroopies, we made them there surrounded by chocolate. So we were like, we have to dip some in chocolate yeah. and decorate them. But right. traditionally, the Dutch I did not would know say, that, like, that the Dutch would say that. They, they're very proud of their just traditional Stroopwafels. Okay. Although there, you may be able to find a couple dipped in chocolate in the Netherlands, but overall. Okay. Well, I'll tell my son he's a purist then in eating it without the chocolate on it. Yes, purist. He's the Dutch pure. would be very proud. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, so we, we're glad that you could come today and we encourage our listeners to go visit Stroopies down at the sweet shop on Duke Street. Mm-hmm. So you can find all kinds of great candy there, ice cream, drinks, mm-hmm. and you carry a lot of other products from social enterprises as well yes. that you support around yes. Lancaster. So mm-hmm. it's really a great place to stop in. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and just follow your nose too on Duke Street. Yeah. You'll smell the Stroopies being made. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. Thank you for having Thank me. Thank you, Jenny, yep. for coming in. Mm-hmm. That's all for this episode of the Gifts That Give Hope podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can come meet and support all the guests on this podcast at this year's Gifts That Give Hope event, taking place on Sunday, December 11th, 2022, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Farm and Home Center. You can find more information and a complete list of charitable organizations, marketplace vendors, and food trucks participating this year at our Facebook page, Gifts That Give Hope Lancaster, on Instagram at Gifts That Give Hope Lancaster, and at our website, giftsthatgivehope.org. Thanks to Mark Mara for our theme music. The Gifts That Give Hope podcast is produced at So Good Media in Lancaster. Be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts to get a new episode of Gifts That Give Hope each week. Thanks again and see you at the gift fair.